worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 28, beginning at verse 1. And after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice! So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Now while they were going, behold, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priests all the things that had happened. When they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, saying, Tell them his disciples came at night and stole him away while we slept. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him and make you secure. So they took the money and did as they were instructed. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Verses 1 through 20, all of Matthew chapter 28. Father, thank you once again for the glorious and the powerful and the wonderful and blessed story of your resurrection. Thank you, Father, for the truths and the insights that are ours as we take the time to read and meditate on the glorious story of your resurrection as found in all four of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And thank you for the opportunity we have as individual believers and as families to read and meditate on these powerful stories. Father, move upon the heart of every listener to make time, to take time with their families to read through these powerful narratives that remind us of the power and the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and just the glory of your resurrection is found in each of the Gospels and help us to grow in our understanding of the need for us to be vibrant witnesses set on fire of your Holy Spirit telling the good news that He is risen. Thank you for the privilege of being witnesses that do just that as a lifestyle. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 
Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to share a word of prayer with us at this time as well. Father, we join our brother Paul who said, But far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Father, we boast in your Son today. We boast in the cross of Jesus Christ. We boast in in you and your wondrous love, your um, surprisingly love toward sinners like us. We're thankful for that, Father. We rejoice in that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. I want to remind you, my email once again is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We, we want to encourage you and your family, as I just alluded to a few moments ago, during, during this time coming up to the special day in which we, in a unique way, celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on Resurrection Day, please take time to read through the last two chapters of Matthew, the last two chapters of Mark, the last two chapters of Luke, and the last three chapters of the Gospel of John, and read each of the wonderful and powerful resurrection stories as found in the Word of God. You might ask, well, why would we need to read it four times? Well, each gospel is a different witness that gives you a different side. It gives you a fuller picture of the wonderful and the powerful story of the passion of our Lord and his resurrection as well. So taking the time to do it with your family is very rewarding and very fruitful because sadly for many people, they, in their mind, celebrate Easter and celebrate the resurrection by doing things. They Easter egg hunts and the other things people do. But remember, the power of the resurrection is critical to everything in our Christian faith. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, none of us would be saved. But the story and the wonderful accounts of his resurrection are powerful, edifying, encouraging, and they'll, they can be tools that the Holy Spirit can use to set you on fire fresh with the spirit of evangelism and discipleship. So I hope that you'll take the time to do that. I want to mention also to, to our listeners, we'd like to offer you, if you'd like to email us to get a copy, I'm going to offer a free copy of my book, The Intercession Chronicles. Again, it's a tool that's, uh, it's a book, it's fiction, but it's a tool to help set your prayer life on fire. I'd like to encourage you to read the book. Uh, for our first two persons that email us, we'll send you a free copy of the book. Again, the title, The Intercession Chronicles. Again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Again, it's a tool that it's fiction, but at the same time, it's a tool that you can use both as an evangelism tool and a discipleship tool, a tool to help set your prayer life on fire. It does have a prayer guide. See the gang sounding off. They're excited about the people that are going to get their free book copies of the Intercession Chronicles. So I hope you will email us, again, joseph at afr.net. Again, the first two people that we receive emails from will get a free copy of the book, The Intercession Chronicles. Hope to hear from you. We are honored and blessed to have with us once again Amy Rylander. She's the state capital coordinator for the state of Mississippi for the National Day of Prayer, and she's here to talk with us about that today. Amy, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me again. Okay, great to have you once again. And if you would take a moment to uh, once again introduce yourself a little further to our listeners, and then we want to talk a little bit more about the work and the mission behind 
the National Day of Prayer and specifically what would be happening in uh, the state of Mississippi in particular? Yes, my husband and I, Donald, are pastors of We Are One Activation Center here in Brandon, Mississippi. Also, I'm a prophetic artist, so I, I paint as the Holy Spirit leads uh, in various um, conferences, church gatherings, etc. And uh, even at this event, I'll be painting. Uh, I'm the, as you said, the state um, capital coordinator for National Day of Prayer. This year is the 71st National Day of Prayer, and it will be hosted May 5th. It's always on May, the first Thursday of May every year. And um, it's amazing, and we are so grateful to be a part of a nation that actually acknowledges God. It is God we trust. We're one nation under God. And this is a day for the entire nation to actually honor God and gather across the nation to pray. And we can pray in public places, public squares, wherever. And um, every year we have a theme. And our theme for this year is exalt the Lord who has established us. And that is out of Colossians 2, 6 or 7, which I'd be happy to read for you. Okay. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. So this year, we really want to concentrate our hearts in, in being grateful for the Lord and all he has done. We want to exalt him who has established us um, as you were sharing earlier about this week is uh, we're coming up on Resurrection Sunday, and um, we really want to pray for souls this week. We really want to pray that people would be open to receive the Lord, mm-hmm. and um, so I'm excited uh, to pray about that with you, Pastor okay. Joseph. All right. Um, well, I want to ask if you'll just take time as we begin now specifically to pray for listeners to really be wide open to listening to what all that the Holy Spirit would say to them through the broadcast, as well as that they would be stirred to become more committed prayer warriors. Lord, we just come to you right now in the name of Jesus, Father, and we ask that you prepare all of our hearts to receive what you have for us today. Holy Spirit, have your way through this entire broadcast this morning. What you want to say, what you want to do, what you want people to hear. Lord, we know that you speak so specifically to each person. And so I ask, Lord, that you would highlight to each person what you want that one to get, Lord, and to understand. We want hearts and minds to know you better, to have a greater understanding of your purposes for them and what they can do as as an individual in your kingdom. And so we give you all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And Father, too, thank you for every person listening. Thank you for those that are part of our listening family. Father, uh, anoint us all afresh with the spirit of prayer. Empower us more and more to be the praying people you'd have us to be. Lord, open our eyes to the wonderful gift 
of prayer, the fact that you've given us a means whereby we can look to you and approach you and ask for your help, your guidance, your provision, your strength, your protection, and so, so much more. And you're a Heavenly Father that loves to answer prayer. Father, open our minds and our hearts to understand that this is a great, great gift, a great privilege, and that we're to make the most of it. In fact, you've commanded us in your word. You told us to pray without ceasing. More and more, teach us how to do that, Lord, and help us to flame with the Holy Spirit of fire, who is the spirit of prayer, and help us more and more to yield to him as he teaches us and guides us to be the people given to prayer you want us to be. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen. Well, Amy, would you share with us a little bit more about some of the specifics of the event that, now, of course, the National Day of Prayer is a national event, and there will be events in different parts of our country, including in Washington, D.C. as well. But you're a part of the group that will be having an event in Jackson, Mississippi. Would you tell our listeners a little bit more about that particular event? Absolutely, absolutely. We, um, every year, the there's events across the nation, and I, I want to even encourage people to participate in an event. You can go on the, the website, the org, and find a event that's close to you, or you can host your own event or in, encourage your church to have an event and, uh, and pray along with the rest of the nation, praying and seeking God on, on that one day, which is, uh, again, May 5th. Our event will be at, this year at the Coliseum, Mississippi Coliseum, and it will be from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And we will be covering all kinds of different uh, areas of, of prayer. And so we'll have different leaders, different individuals pray that, that have anointed in those different areas or have been called to those different areas to pray over them. And so we will be praying, of course, for the, our nation and Israel but we also be praying for the state of Mississippi. We'll be praying for the church and ministry. Amy, I'm going to jump in real right here, and we'll pick up right there on the other side of the break. Our phone guest today is Amy Rylander. She's the state capital coordinator for the state of Mississippi for the National Day of Prayer. We'll be right back.
music from the Walls Group with The Prayer. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Amy Ryland. She's the State Capital Coordinator for the State of Mississippi for the National Day of Prayer. And Amy, if you'll pick up where you left off, you were sharing about some of the specific details of the events that will happen in Jackson, Mississippi on that day in the month of May. Yes, and again, we will be, the National Day of Prayer is on May 5th, and our event at the Mississippi Coliseum will be from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., and our event will be praying together with our governor, uh, and we'll be praying along with other state leaders. We'll pray for our state, for our nation, for Israel. We'll be praying for the church and ministries across the state. We'll be praying for education, public, private, parochial schools. We'll be praying over mass media, social media, uh, arts and entertainment. We'll be praying over government, the executive, legislative, judicial branches. We'll be praying over the businesses and the commerce over the state across the state of Mississippi. We'll be praying for our military, home and abroad, and our veterans. We'll be praying uh, for the family and for um, the the unsaved, the lost. We will be praying for the unborn and human trafficking. We'll be praying for youth awakening. And um, we'll also be praying for our law enforcement, first responders, firemen. It will be uh, a really powerful time for us to gather as the body of Christ uh, and pray. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting how, you know, we're so, every Sunday morning, we're so divided, actually, because we, we all gather in our own different um you know, denominations and different churches and different ministries, which is wonderful. But then it's so powerful when we gather together That's right. and pray. Mm. The unity of God's people is so important. So so if you're able to come and be a part of that in, in Jackson, Mississippi, or if you're in other communities, of course, different parts of the nation, we really would encourage you to be a part of events that happen in your local community. And if you happen to be someone who, for whatever reason, don't manage to get out, you certainly can just really spend extra time praying that day wherever you might be because we have a Heavenly Father that loves to answer prayer and that calls us to be a people who pray without ceasing. Prayer is much more important than any of us really grasp, and so it's important that we recognize it. God calls us to be a praying church, and in fact, He refers to the church as the house of prayer. So it's important that we see, we grow an understanding of how important prayer really needs to be in the life of his church and the people of God. Uh, Amy, I want to share a couple of scriptures and some insights, and then we're going to take some time to pray about some specific matters, some of which would be some of the issues or topics you've just mentioned, though. But reading from Second Chronicles 16, 9a, it says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Again, Second Chronicles 16, 9, reading it again. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Then in First Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 and 10, a familiar passage, it tells us these words. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brother's. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, 
and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Again, 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. And, you know, Amy, I think of this. The great servant of the Lord, John Wesley, he used a term uh, referring to spiritual habits. He used the term means of grace. And that was just his term for spiritual disciplines or spiritual habits. And through this term, uh, you know, even though this term may not be used a whole lot today, you actually don't really hear it much today. It's probably a much more encouraging and useful phrase than most of us spirit fully fully grasp. It's a it's a more fruitful phrase than the word spiritual discipline or spiritual habit, because we can't earn grace, but we certainly can access grace because the fact that Jesus came, lived, and died on the cross for us and rose again from the dead. We have access to an ocean of God's grace because of God's mercy. But through prayer, we have the privilege of accessing that ocean. What what a tragedy is that for many people, they come to the ocean of God's grace, and too often they come with a teaspoon or maybe a teacup. Well, God invites us to bring a bucket, or better yet, he invites us to bring a tanker truck. In fact, he says pray without ceasing. So it's so important that we understand that Amongst other things, prayer is like a currency for the kingdom of God, a currency of heaven. So we have the wonderful privilege and opportunity to pray. So I want to ask, Amy, if you'll start us off, if you'll specifically pray for families that may be listening, uh, husbands and wives, parents, but specifically for families. Would you lift families up in prayer at this time? Yes, absolutely. Father, we just come to you right now and lift up our homes and families across this nation, Lord. And we ask, Lord, that you would be the center. You would be the central focus of our families, Lord. We call the fathers back to the homes and the mothers to 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 really listen to their children, Lord. We we call them back to seeking you first above all things, above above seeking wealth, above seeking provision, Lord, that they would seek you. We thank you, Father, for saving our families once again and turning hearts back to you, Lord God. We thank you, Father. We thank you. Turn the hearts of the children back to their parents, Lord, and the children, the hearts of the fathers back to the children. Lord, that they would hear one another, they would see one another, Lord. We we ask that you bring the families back into the church, that they would they would gather together as the body of Christ once again as a family. And we just thank you, Father, for for resurrecting and restoring the family in our nation. In Jesus' name. Amen. And Father, too, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for every father and every mother listening. Thank you for every child listening as well in many different homes. Father, for every father listening now, Lord, in a unique and a special way, Father, set that father's prayer life on fire in Jesus' name. The mothers listening as well, set the listening mothers' prayer lives on fire in Jesus' name. And Lord, set the prayer lives of the children listening on fire with your Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Lord, more and more help us to recognize so many great things happen when we simply understand that you listen to and answer prayer. Help us to know, Lord, that so many important things that we're facing, even now as individuals and as families, the solutions are readily available. 
and that you're ready to give them. You told us in your word, ask, seek, and knock. Thank you for that opportunity, Lord. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 You know, Amy, there's a passage in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7, verses 7 to 12. It tells us very simply about prayer. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Again, that was Matthew 7, verses 7 through 12. Again, how important it is that we're wise enough to come to the ocean of God's grace with the goal of asking much because, again, God clearly calls us. He tells us, pray without ceasing. So, uh, Amy, would you at this time specifically, you know, you, we've, we've mentioned about how important it is and Scripture speaks to us about the importance of praying for leaders, for governmental leaders, for presidents, kings, and those in authority. Would you pray specifically for leaders in our government, in our national government, in our local communities, and other nations as well. Absolutely. And do you mind if I read that passage that yes. uh, uh, talks about that? Please so First Timothy 2, 1 through 6 says, First of all, then, I urge that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made in behalf of all people, for kings and all who are in authority, so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in godliness and dignity. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator also between God and mankind, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, the testimony given at the proper time. Father, we, we thank you, Lord, that you have called us to pray for our leaders, to pray for those in authority. And so, Lord, we lift up those in authority over us, our government leaders, Lord, our president. We lift them up to you, Father. We lift up the legislative branches of our government, Lord, and all of our uh, judicial, um, our judicial um, people, Lord, the judges across our nation, Lord, and and the judicial branch of our government, Father, we lift them up to you, Lord God, and we ask that, that their hearts would be softened to your voice and to the leading of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray that they all would be born again and come to know you and be led by you and that they would make righteous and just uh, decisions that are led by you, Lord, that righteousness would once again be across our land. Lord, you said in Second Chronicles seven fourteen that if we, uh, that your people, that if we're called by your name and seek your face and that and turn from our wicked ways, that you would hear from heaven and forgive our sin and heal our land. And so, Lord God, we ask that you would heal our land, turn our leaders towards you, and heal our land. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. And Father, too, thank you for all of our leaders. Thank you for the opportunity we have of being able to pray for them. And Lord, thank you for the fact that every single prayer prayed by your people make a difference. Father, we lift up again the president of our nation, but Lord, also the presidents and leaders of other nations, Father. Flood them with grace, peace, and mercy. More and more, move upon our leaders to be attentive to your word and your wisdom and your spirit. Help them to seek to be righteous leaders that honor you in the decisions they make and the directions they take. Father, we specifically continue to lift up the nation of Ukraine and Russia. Father, flood those nations with a greater portion of your mercy, peace, and light. More and more, help the church to rise up to be the praying church, the loving church you'd have them to be. Lord, in the midst of all that's going on, help the church to continue to faithfully proclaim the gospel and faithfully share your love and help us in in the church across the world to continue to lift them up in prayer and to give of our substance, our finances, and whatever ways we can uh, at a distance, being able to love the people of Ukraine with all that they're going through. And Father, we're just believing in the Lord to bring that conflict to a speedy end. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Again, our phone guest today is Amy Rylander. She's the state capital coordinator. Uh, in the state of Mississippi for the National Day of Prayer. And again, we're hoping that every single listener will take it upon yourself to learn about what's going on in your local community. And if you find out that there's not much going on in your local community, we would encourage you to pray about the possibility of you initiating, you helping to start some event or some activity that would encourage people to gather in prayer. Many schools have a day, that day in which they come together around the flagpole to pray again, but it might be just you and a few other parents, or it might be your church that comes together, but there are many things any uh, of a number of us could do to help encourage people to make time to pray on that day. So we hope that you'll prayerfully consider doing that as well. Uh, Amy, could you share your website once again, if someone is wanting more information about this event, and they may want some ideas from what you all are doing as well. Yes, you can uh, find information about the National Day of Prayer and also find local events in your area at nationaldayofprayer.org, nationaldayofprayer.org. Some of the ideas you can have to host a meeting and you're thinking, oh, what do I do? I don't know how to do it or how long do I need to go? I'm going to have to jump in again there, Amy. We'll pick up there on the other side. Again, our phone guest is Amy Rylander, State Capital Coordinator for the National Day of Prayer in Mississippi. We'll be right back.
music of Nicole C. Mullen with On My Knees. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Amy Rylander. She's the state capital coordinator for the state of Mississippi for the National Day of Prayer coming up in just a few weeks. So we're hoping that you, wherever you may be listening from, will choose to be a part of some of those activities in your community. So, Amy, if you'll pick up where you left off, you were sharing about some ideas or thoughts that people might have about possible things they could help to be a part of or initiate initiate in their communities. That is correct. So if you are even considering, uh, possibly considering hosting an event, you can go to the National Day of Prayer website, which is the nationaldayofprayer.org. And on there, there's a list of topics and things to uh, that need to be prayed about and even ways to pray on there. Also, you know, some ideas to have to do is, you know, maybe, you know, you, you can lead worship. You're a worship leader or you know someone that, that does. Uh, you can do some praise and worship. We'll have to be having some worship at our event. Uh, also, you can do scripture reading. You know, praying the scripture is, is mm-hmm. so powerful. It's a powerful thing. And so if you even just read some scriptures and pray from, from those scriptures, that is, that is really powerful as well. We're going to be having a tent um, inside the Colosseum for those that actually need personal prayer or healing. And mm-hmm. so that's something you can do is just pray for different people, you know, walk around and, and witness to people and, and just pray for people, pray for, um, pray for those that you see around you that, that may need healing in their body and, and give them an encouraging word from the Lord. The website is full of ideas. It has uh, resources. It, it also has on there a way for you to register your event and uh, tools to promote your event. So, I would really encourage you, if you um, want to be a part of the National Day of Prayer, you can go on there and find on the website and find a a local event or even host your own at the Mm. nationaldayofprayer.org. All right. Okay. Thank you, Amy. And let me say to our listeners, too, um, I alluded to the book that I wrote called The Intercession Chronicles. At the back of the book, there's a prayer guide that has 10 Bible-based prayers. And, And let me say this very clearly. As a pastor, this is something I guess I'm much more aware of than I would be probably otherwise, that very often people in their mind, they're thinking, I don't really know how to pray that well. Well, the reality is uh, even Jesus' disciples, they specifically asked him and on, a, on a particular occasion. They said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Well, the Word of God and the Spirit of God can help teach us how to pray. And I would just mention, too, Uh, The prayer guide that's in the back of the book, if you simply email us the same prayer guide, we by itself, we email email that to listeners as well. So my email is joseph at AFR.net. Again, that's joseph at AFR.net. If you don't uh, manage to get the book but just want that same prayer guide that's in the back of the book, just email us and we'll be glad to send it to you. It's a prayer guide entitled Kingdom Prayers. And so just let us know. We'll be glad to get that to you. But all of us can use help in our prayer lives, and that's important too. Then, so, Amy, I want to ask if you'll specifically pray for believers to pray for them to understand the need for us to pray for our prayer lives. You know, of all the things we can do, Satan will battle our prayer lives more than many, many other things in our lives because he himself realizes how dangerous our prayers are to the kingdom of darkness. So, would you pray for believers to really? pray for their own prayer lives as well. 
Yes, that's powerful. Father, we we thank you, Lord, and we ask that you you would prompt your people to pray for their own prayer life, Lord, because we know the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and the enemy comes to distract and get us off track. And Lord, we know it's so important to be able to stay focused, to have powerful, focused prayer. And so, Lord, we thank you that you would help people not to give way to those distractions and not give way to um, excuses when it comes time to pray. And, Lord, you said that uh, we were two or three are gathered in your name. You were there in the midst. And so, Father, I ask that you would uh, encourage people to not be to gather with someone else to pray, to pray, have a prayer partner, to have a someone else that can come into agreement with their prayer and to join uh, a prayer team or a prayer group so that they can pray with others because it's so much, so powerful. So Lord, I thank you, Father, for um, moving on the hearts of your people to pray even for their prayer life to be more powerful and more effective in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Now, you know, Amy, something I want to uh, want us to take a moment to pray about, but just kind of just a way, an area of encouragement in our spiritual life, but also a great area of need for prayer. We live in a culture where there's such a need for us as believers to be faithful in both being disciples and making disciples, and especially as it relates to our children. Even many believers aren't doing simple things that we need to be doing to help disciple our children. Just like, for example, the fact is, this is a a truth that's true all over the world, that all over the world, the vast majority of people that come to know Christ come to know Christ before the age of 18. So part of what that means is that we, the church, need to make ministering to our children and youth a high priority because many of them will come to know Christ if they hear the gospel early in their lives. doesn't mean that, obviously, adults can't get saved. The likelihood of their getting saved just seems to be much more greater if they hear the gospel and have the chance to respond to it before the age of 18. But also, just the idea of parents making time to help their children, just like something that the Lord has impressed upon me as of late is that a great battle strategy that's simple yet highly neglected is one of parents simply having their children to read the Word of God out loud to them every day. And it's tragic that it's very common that you can randomly maybe pick a congregation and ask, well, how many of you have your children read the Word of God to you every day? And in many of those churches, you will have no hands whatsoever. Yet there's great power in children reading God's Word out loud daily because the Word of God is the power power of God to salvation. It transforms us as Romans 12 lets us know. It just does a great work in our lives. So Specifically, Amy, I want to ask if you'll pray for believers and parents in particular to become much more diligent when it comes to both being disciples but also discipling their children wisely. Amen. Amen. Lord, we we know your word says in Proverbs 22, 6, that if we train up a child in the way he should go, that when he is old, he will not heart from it. Lord, we know it's so important to have that foundation put in our children. Lord God, I ask that you would move on the hearts of your people to disciple 
their own children, to make disciples with their own children, that they would not leave that to the church. They would not leave that to to others, because we know that that uh, can cause issues. They'll be led, they could be led astray. And so, Lord, we thank you, Father, for moving on the hearts of parents and grandparents to really instill that strong, firm foundation of Christ at an early age. So that as they grow, they will return. They will return yes, to, and not even have to leave uh, what you called them to. And so we thank you, Lord, for for moving on your people to invite you into the home once again, to read scripture into the home yes, and to pray yes. together as families in Jesus' name. Amen. And Father, I do thank you for the wonderful privilege you give us of being able to both pray for our children and help them to come to know Christ and help them to begin to grow up in their faith. Father, more and more help us as the church to fall more in love with you and more in love with your word. Help us to grow an understanding of that it's so important that we fill our hearts and our minds with your word and that we are wise enough to make it a high priority to help our children fill their hearts and their minds with your word as well. Lord, help us to know, Lord, that we live in a world that people and children in particular are consuming something continually, but too often they've been consuming things that are toxic darkness. Help us, Lord, to help them to be consumed with your precious and powerful word and thus receive the blessing of receiving the light, the grace, the peace, and the power that flows into their hearts and their minds as they simply read and meditate on your word. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen. Amen. Amy, would you share one more time the uh, website uh, in this last segment uh, for people that are wanting more information about the National Day of Prayer? Yes. Again, this is the 71st uh, National Day of Prayer, and you can find more information about it at the nationaldayofprayer.org. Nationaldayofprayer.org is the website. All right. Any final words of encouragement you'd like to share with our listeners today before our time ends? Yes, I I just want to encourage people that, you know, it doesn't have to be a large group of people. When you pray, um, again, Matthew 18, 18 says that, Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. And again, to say that, to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that it shall be done for you by my father who is in heaven for where two or three have been gathered in my name i am there in their midst so it again you don't have to have a large group of people don't be overwhelmed uh, in thinking well if i want to pray if i want to gather that i need to have a huge uh, congregation be behind you you really just need a few and um, it's like the the mighty the the three hundred mighty men, um, you know. It's just few is powerful because you can mm-hmm. actually be in agreement. So I, I just want to encourage people don't don't be discouraged if you know you have an event and there's only ten people there. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, the important thing is to gather and to pray. Amen. Amen. Where two or three are gathered together in His name, there He is in the midst. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never made the all-important step of asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart and to be the Lord and Savior of your life, we'd like to invite you to make that step 
in all of life, the single most important decision is that decision of inviting Christ to come in and be the Lord and Savior of your life. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply pray this prayer with us now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you want me to be. Lord, you told us in your word, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live my life in a way that honors you. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much would like to be in touch with you. My email, once again, is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that will help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord. So we hope to hear from you again, joseph at afr.net. We're certainly hoping that we will hear from you. Amy, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been a privilege once again to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. All right. And please pray much for Amy and those working with her as they coordinate the upcoming National Day of Prayer events in their community and hope that every listener will choose to get a, be a part in some capacity with the events that will be happening in your community as well. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.